Today I want to break from our standard business coaching advice and bring something that's fresh in my brain here because we were just able to close on a multi-million dollar deal um, after another deal had just fallen apart which turned out to be a blessing in disguise and I just want to take you on that journey today. Hey fellow entrepreneurs, this podcast is dedicated to small business owners who are willing to make the changes to their company in order to build a seven-figured foundation and reach their own vision of success. I'm your host and business coach, David Jones, here to take my 20 years experience launching companies and coaching small businesses, put them into words so you can easily implement strategies that can 2x your profits. Let's get started. And welcome back. So I have to say I'm really excited. Last week we were finally able to close on um, an acquisition that we've been pursuing for the last six months, um, going through the due diligence, working with the bank, uh, bringing on the investors, uh, and everything. But really the journey started well over a year ago on this project. And uh, I just kind of want to take you through it just to kind of go through to let everybody know that, you know, as you might go through your ups and downs or as you might have deals fall through, that as long as you stick with it, um, there are good things that can come of it. Uh, This actually came on the heels of just losing another opportunity right before that, which turned out to be a little bit of a blessing in disguise because the facility that we were just able to purchase, a self-storage facility last week, was kind of like a two for deal. We were able to purchase the self storage facility as well as a drop shipping shed business that's on site there as well. So I, I just kind of want to take you through the the background, my background as well. Uh, for those of you who don't know, kind of my history with my startup companies as well as um, what it kind of took to get this deal put together. Which again, it was it was a long journey with a lot of windy roads and surprises, uh, but. Uh, does have a happy ending here and uh, that's what I want to kind of talk about here in today's uh, session is the difference between uh, startup companies versus acquisitions and just you know being able to stick with it through those times that don't look so promising uh, because the grass can be greener on the other side uh, and there can be light at the end of the tunnel so uh, yeah just kind of go back to the beginning for those of you who don't know uh, 25 years ago or so uh, my entrepreneurship journey kind of started where I got into a business with my family members uh, where we purchased an old historic home and turned it into a bed and breakfast. Uh, so that kind of launched my um, my entrepreneurship side. And then from there, I kind of went into it with myself. Uh, I started a, a coffee delivery uh, company as well as an investment company that worked primarily with uh, multifamily homes. Uh, so owning and renting out multifamily homes. And then uh, from there, it kind of progressed a little bit. I, I took a little time in between those uh, those journeys to go back to school, finish getting my MBA and whatnot. Um, and then I was able to actually fall in with another group, another startup company that was uh, looking to have someone help them grow their business, uh, specifically in logistics. This is a craft beer and wine uh, delivery company that wanted to utilize uh, like 
an e-commerce platform ordering for liquor stores and restaurants and bars um, to be able to order their beverages online the same way that people use Amazon now for consumer product goods. Uh, so they kind of needed someone to help start that company, grow and launch it. So they didn't have the funds. So what they decided to do was uh, give me basically almost a quarter of the company in shares uh, in order to help them grow and launch. So that's how I got, got into that venture. And uh, more recently here, uh, I was able to get in with a group of actually old buddies from high school. Uh, we got together and we decided we wanted to get into the self-storage space. So we wanted to find self-storage units that were undermanaged, um, definitely under market rent, some sort of value-add opportunity is what we're looking for. So we can purchase them, fix them up, improve their processes, uh, get them more up-to-date with their system security um, and onboarding platforms, and then turn around, uh, cash out all the investors, uh, and then own them outright uh, after that point and continue to run them. So we started that model just over a year ago, and um, this is where this uh, purchase from last week actually came through. This was our second purchase this year. So again, really excited about that. But want to take you back that uh, just over a year ago, we tried to acquire this property. Uh, we submitted a bid to the broker, and the broker, we found out later, never even gave the offer to the sellers, um, which is something you're going to find if you're in the commercial space, that brokers don't have to show their show the sellers every bid, unlike in the real estate market, uh, in the residential real estate market. And uh, so... We thought we lost that deal, so we moved on to another deal and found a great opportunity in Connecticut. Um, this was a, a great value add where somebody had owned it. He was a carpenter. He owned his facility for the last 20 or so years, never raised rents, um, but it was a turnkey operation. I mean, he had security up. Um, his, his place was up to date for the most part, maybe a little bit of paint, but other than that, didn't need any capital expenses. Uh, this was almost a turnkey operation where we could go in because he was 40% to 50% under market at least with his units. Uh, so we could do an immediate value add uh, in order to create a much higher net operating income for this facility and, and add immediate value. But um, as fate had it, uh, he suffered an accident before we were able to close and decided to pull out of the deal. Um, because he just wasn't sure exactly how to be able to manage his money if he's not also able to work on his um, on his carpentry and construction as well. So, and and that's something that you're going to find too. I just got into a discussion with uh, John Stodard. He's um, the owner of the M&A Entrepreneurs Podcast as well as DealFlowSystems.net. So, a little shout out to John there. Uh, and we were going back and forth on LinkedIn. Uh, he was talking about sellers and getting them ready for their exit strategy and whatnot. And, you know, that's one thing that we found is a lot of these sellers in this industry, especially self-storage, uh, they're not really prepared. They think they're prepared. They're ready to list, you know, their facility for sale, uh, but they don't really have a plan for what they're going to do after the fact. What are they going to do with the multi-million dollars that they're going to get from the sale uh, if they don't have the monthly cash flow coming in from their their facility? And uh, not only that, but some of these places are also, you know, they either built them themselves or they inherited them, which was the, the case uh, from the purchase that we just made last week. So th there's just a lot of emotion tied to it as well, uh, which makes it just a roller coaster going through the sales process with them. 
But uh, yeah, so like I said, kind of blessing in disguise. The uh, the Connecticut deal ended up falling through because of that injury, and then the the crappy part about that was we already had a bank lined up. Our investors, we already pitched the investors on it. They bought in. They were ready to go, and then the deal fell through. And now we're at this critical time where investors are ready to you know put in some capital, but we didn't have a deal for them to put it into anymore. So if we waited too long, we would lose the investors, either confidence or they would tie their money up somewhere else. So we had to find another deal quick. So we went back out to the uh, to the previous sellers in New York where, where they just never responded to our offer. Uh, after we found out that they had fired their broker and they were listing it themselves, uh, we reached out to them directly. And basically they said that, you know, the, 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 the other buyers just couldn't get it put together. They went through a couple different buyers and they just couldn't complete the deal. And we found out later the difficulties of this, that uh, there were a lot of other things going on. Uh, primarily, they had the second business on site, this shed business, which was run and valued totally differently than self-storage. So self-storage is more of commercial property where it's valued as net operating income and uh, a cap rate. Uh, not really going to go into exactly what that means. For those of you in the industry, you'll understand. If not, uh, I'll probably do an episode about it later on. But the uh, the shed business is run totally different. It, it's a business that's valued on you know cash flow times you know a certain multiple two two and a half x something like that. So they're valued two totally different businesses. So you couldn't really lump them together, and that's what they were trying to do. The banks don't value them that way. The investors don't know how to value it and put it in. So we were able to get into this deal and actually split it up into two separate purchases completely. Uh, and that's what ended up really saving the deal. But let me tell you, it was a lot of just, you know, back and forth and surprises. And, you know, a dozen or so times we thought the deal was going to fall through. Uh, but, you know, luckily I have some partners that are on top of it. And um, they were able to turn it around and get it situated. Uh, and we were able to, to finally close on it. But... It's, it's been a hell of a journey, but uh, definitely excited now because uh, now we have a, a facility where, again, it's another value-add opportunity. They inherited it from their father, uh, never really put any more money back into it. They're under market. They didn't have any real competitors uh, out there. I think the close competitor is about 14 miles away. Um, and they have a huge, huge uh, acreage out there. They have over four almost four and a half acres out there in New York and uh, they're not utilizing all of it. So we saw a definite opportunity for potential expansion, providing that the feasibility study and the research that we have uh, would sustain uh, an expansion project. Um, so what we did is we were working with the bank to try to write the construction into the original closing and the mortgage. And uh, this actually proved to be a lot harder than we thought it was going to be or what the bank even let on. Um, come to find out that the bank put a project manager on this for the construction piece who was just an intern. This was his first project ever. Uh, and it ended up being a complete headache uh, for us to the point where we thought the deal wasn't going to go through because uh, it, it was just so difficult to deal with them. Uh, I'll, I'll leave names out of this, but... Uh, essentially, yeah, just uh, we were able to stick with it. Uh, like I said, it, it was it was very difficult going back and forth, but luckily we were able to finally pull through. Uh, the closing went great. Uh, we've already been able to 
to go in there and onboard everybody, uh, build out an electronic platform for people to to sign up and rent the units uh, and get everything situated. And now we're working with the town to try to get that expansion project uh, pushed out, which is actually great uh, for us because we have another facility up in Maine that we're looking to expand at the same time as well. And the cost of expansion is a hell of a lot cheaper than the cost of acquiring an existing facility. So we're going to be able to double our footprint um, by the summertime uh, just through expansion projects. So that's definitely going to help that portfolio there a lot. And... Uh, yeah, so I, again, this this was less of a you know business coaching session uh, and more of just kind of a a journey of you know some headaches and heartbreaks and uh, just being able to stick with it uh, you know have some faith uh, that you know your efforts will bear some fruit at some point here and just kind of stick with it and uh, a lot of these deals that you think are sometimes even lost find a way to come back. Um, onto the table and a lot of times with better terms than what you thought you were or were willing to take previously and that was the case actually here too uh but yeah we, we definitely did have to make some other business decisions about this as well not only the expansion uh projects but also they they had a uh, u-haul business assigned there that you know was a little additional revenue for them but when you actually break down the amount of time the U-Haul business took to run versus what it brought in for revenue. Uh, it brought in less than 1% of total revenue uh, for the business, but took well over 5% of a manager's time to do it. So we ended up just ditching the U-Haul um, portion of it, uh, which, you know, a lot of people, they just say any revenue you can get is good revenue, but I completely disagree that you have to go look at see what the returns are. And if you're spending 5% of your time for less than 1% of your return, then that's not worth it. I would rather have them focus on the other core businesses and getting the self-storage up and running and moving properly and fully filled uh, because that's really where the, you know, the biggest bang for our buck is. So uh, those are little business decisions that you have to make too. Um, and now we're just going through the, the onboarding process with all the, all the tenants and whatnot and, uh, you know, um, all the legal contracts and everything to get them transferred over. But uh, it's going great. Um, really excited about that and uh, just kind of wanted to put this together here. Again, I know this is uh, a little bit off topic, but um, I'm sure that some of you are either going through a startup or a growth thing or have to make some business decisions here on where to go. Um, and I guess my only other you know, gem to throw in here is be careful chasing those shiny pennies. Um, I know people think revenue is revenue, but you really have to focus on your core business and what, what really brings in the money for you. And not only the money, but the profit. Uh, that's the other thing. My dad always had the expression of, you know, stop tripping over dollars to pick up dimes. And, and it holds so true. I've seen this when I do my consulting and coaching uh, through almost every business I've ever worked with, honestly, where companies always end up focusing on things that end up being so minuscule um, in retrospect to everything else, and th they just waste their time and money focusing on you know small details that really have nothing to do with the overall business, uh, or trying to spend time to capture one little bit of revenue, but they're totally blind to you know huge chunks of revenue they could have picked up if they just changed their focus. So 
you know, that's the other thing too. So just uh, keep your eyes open for opportunity. Uh, look for the bigger opportunities, the low-hanging fruit. Um, stop trying to nitpick and get every single dime off the ground. Pick up the dollars and $100 bills first, and then you can go after the dimes once those are done. So, all right, that's really all I had to say here. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this little rant. Um, love to hear from everybody. Uh, again, uh, got the newsletter there on LinkedIn. Uh, be great if you jumped over there. So just David Jones 214 you can find me on LinkedIn. Um, you know, love to hear from you and connect as well. So uh, love to, you know, shoot me an invite. Love to connect to you there. Uh, go back and forth. Uh, love to be able to follow you and your business out there as well. Uh, again, outside of that, just look for any other content that we have coming out. Uh, keep an eye open for any of the other uh, classes that we're going to have coming up here in the next month or so. Uh, we're going to have a couple boot camps coming up here soon for business owners, so that's going to be great. Uh, trying to work out a deal with the SBA right now um, with some other opportunities. So, yes, some good things on the horizon here. And uh, thank you for staying tuned for this old time and uh, look forward to the next. All right. Take care. This is David saying here's to your vision of success. Bye now.